This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Make sure you check out the Rope Trainer today. Simply ropetrainer.com. Check it out. Uh, great device uh, developed by my good friend Earl Perrin, of course, with the help of Chris Verna and the backing of a, well, not backing, the the approvement of, uh, the, of a guy like John Smoltz who took enough time out of his Hall of Fame speech to care. Make sure you check it out, the ropetrainer.com. Um, uh, going to talk a little bit today about the time of year we're in and where I think most kids probably sit as I get uh, messages from people. Uh, you know, you got that transition from um, training in the off season. You, know, you go through spurts where kids are doing their um, doing their their work, whether it be weight, speed, agility. I mean, let's face it, we live in a day and age where things are changing fast and furious, especially the way kids train. Uh, for any sport, much less baseball. Obviously, this is a baseball show. But the things that kids are doing today are amazing. Some people would say it's unnecessary. Some people would say it's over the top. Some people would say you should be doing this rather than this. Either way you want to look at that is fine. Um, because at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, I always say you got to do what's best for you. Um, the older I get, uh, the more I become um, more, I guess, accepting of the fact that Everybody has got to kind of do their thing and be them. You know, a couple things I, I live by these days I say is, you know, the, the one thing is you do you. You know, I say that all the time now. You do you, you know. Um, I, I, like in, in this example, I might try to provide you with some information or give you some ideas or some opinions. You take those, uh, do your research, whether it be, you know, like today I'm going to talk about a guy I follow on Twitter that I like, and he tweeted something out. Um, yesterday that I thought would, would, would make for a real good discussion today. So, you know, I would say, you know, I, I'm going to tell you about him and I'm going to do this. And then you guys do what you want to do with it. Um, check it out, read it, throw it in the trash, do whatever you want. You do you. Um, you know, and then the other thing I always say these days are, and it, it's from a great Jay-Z song, is uh, you are who you are, playa. So, uh, you know, can you, you know, what do you want to do? How do you want to go about this? You are who you are. You know, some people are workers. Some people want to get by. Some people, but you get what you get, right? You know, you get what you deserve a lot of uh, out of this a lot of times. So, you know, we're just trying to help and, and trying to provide some information, and hopefully, you guys can can enjoy it. Um, real quick, the gentleman I made reference to is is a great Twitter account at Coach Mangero, and I hope I did not butcher his name. I have talked to him about having on a show, and I'm going to. Um, I didn't. You know, this kind of hit me yesterday when I saw this tweet. I didn't have time to set up to try to have him on today. But I saw this tweet, and I thought, you know what? Um, based on all the stuff I'm getting feedback from people now, yeah, because this is kind of that, that time of year where we're past the holidays. Kids have been working really hard. They're kind of getting back at it. But yet, um, for most people, whether you're a college or a high school player, you're kind of really getting after it right now as you prepare for the season. Um, and if you're a youth player, uh, I've always said that January is when it really should get going for some of the indoor training and things like that. Now, I also know that I have people listening to the show that you live in warmer states and you guys are, are going at a, at a much more uh, elongated pace, which is fine. Uh, you know, that is your deal. And, and again, I, I, I'm not here to say that's right or wrong. So, um, but, but for like my world that I live in, in the Midwest, especially, and probably the North, Northeast, a lot of guys are training indoors right now and we're preparing for that start of the season. Um, typically arm care programs, things like that get ramped up when you're about six weeks out so that you're ready to throw. Uh, so people are kind of like, okay, what are the types of things? And this is what I got a lot of like, what, like right now, what should somebody be? I get that all the time. Okay. It's November or it's December, October. You know, what should kids be working? So I get that all the time. So I thought, okay, this is that weird time where you're not sitting there, whether you're me or somebody else going, well, right now you probably shouldn't be throwing off a mound. And right now you might want to look at this or you might want to look at that. Well, now you're getting to that stage where you're ramping it up. Um, I personally 
have an older son, as most of you that follow the show are aware, that is now, you know, he is a freshman in college. He is getting ready to embark on his first season of college baseball. They do not play fall season. So in the fall, what they do is they scrimmage, they inter-squad, and then they work out and do things like that because they have a varsity and a JV. The coach uses that time to evaluate all his players. And quite frankly, in his words, I can evaluate more kids by doing our own thing. You know, if I go play a game against somebody, how many kids do I really get to see? So very true, controlled inter-squads, things like that. I love him. So, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I understand what he's doing, and, and it made sense, and I enjoyed it. But what that means is, is that where most kids started really playing some games in, in, in the fall when they were freshmen in college, my son will just be getting going here. I believe March 3rd is their first game. Um, you know, the coach told me – I had talked to him the other day as I took my son back after their winter break, and, you know, he basically said, you know, we hop on a plane March 2nd for Florida, and – we play a doubleheader March 3rd, and your son's starting the second game on the mound, so good luck. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited for him, but I think about the things that he's doing. Uh, my younger son is a sophomore in high school, and it is really picking up right now for him, although he has worked all winter on his game in some fashion. So I think about the things that seem like normal to poss- myself, you, other people like, okay, yep, it's off season. Um, you know, we're getting stronger. We're trying to get faster. Uh, we're taking, you know, we're working on our swing. Uh, we might be doing some fielding and things like that, right? All, all what I would consider to be normal things that you want to try to improve on in the off season. I'm going to throw a few curveballs at you today of things that I hope, if you're a coach, a trainer, a parent that works with your son, things that you are thinking about talking about at this juncture because the time for talking about them while it's never over they're going to get evaluated on these things really fast and furious when the time comes up and their their uh, their position on a team and where they sit may may rely on how they are at the beginning and as a coach looks and says you know and I'll ex- I'll explain more my my side on this but as a coach says okay who do I have to fill this role well you know, they're looking from day one. So do you want to come in there and show the coach you can occupy some of these things and that you have some intangibles possibly over others? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, they're your teammates. Yep, they're your friends probably. You've probably played ball with them for a long time or or done this. But at the end of the day, you're all competing for a spot. Because that's what's the great thing about sports, the competitive nature of it. It's not just um, the competitive nature against other teams. I mean, again, I, I told my son all the time, you know, your friends, you're competing against your friends for playing time on your own baseball team, and that's life. So get ready for it because it's going to start coming at you fast and furious, and I'm not even talking about sports. So before I get to that, I want to remind everybody to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Uh, happy to have everybody check out the website. You can listen to the show there. You can obviously subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free. Uh, you'll get a notification on your mobile device each and every time you do so. Uh, the one thing we would ask for you to do at youthbaseballtalk.com, everybody, and man, if you read the news, everybody's shopping at Amazon these days. If you would do your shopping through our website, I think you can just do it, uh, just simply click the Amazon banner that you'll see. Um, you know, we get a very small referral if you buy stuff after you've used our, uh, like, use the Amazon link through our website, but it helps us with the production costs. And we've got so many people that listen to the show, it could really add up over time, and we would appreciate it. Again, it costs you nothing extra. We get a very small referral. Uh, once you click that Amazon banner, you're done with us. You get in there, you do use your Prime or whatever, and boom, away you go. And we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, social media is a great way for us to stay contacted with all of our fan, uh, listener fans. We don't have fans. We have, we have, we have associates and listeners and people that uh, want to get better, and we appreciate it. Um, very simply put, um, at Podcast Baseball is where you'll find us on Twitter. Go to, uh, go to Facebook and type in Youth Baseball Talk. That's our big ask. Like our Facebook page, and then if you click invite your friends, uh, you're probably involved in the game of baseball with other families that you really enjoy. Invite them to like the page as well, and we would greatly appreciate that. Youth Baseball Talk on Instagram. Uh, happy to have you guys a part of that too as we try to start doing more with that. And uh, lineupmedia.fm. Couldn't do the show without them. My wonderful producers, Andrew Allen, Brian Kroc. Uh, please make sure you check out lineupmedia.fm and all the cool things that they've got going on. They are the fastest growing podcast company on the planet. Check them out because I know you'll find another show that you that you'll really enjoy. Um, you know we'll we'll have our segments here shortly. Um, going to uh, going to look at uh, you know going to hear from uh, Kurt McNabb with his rope report. Of course, Justin Stone with his Elite Baseball TV training tip of the week, and of course our newest segment from our friend Dirk Dombrowski at 
Precision Impact. I'm excited to see what he has for us today as we as we begin our uh, Precision Impact segment. Uh, again, just great people trying to help and, and, and help people get better. And, and again, we're just trying to bring as much information as we can. Okay, so let's get to this as I'm uh, as I found this to be great. And again, this is uh, I would highly encourage you to check this out at Coach Mongero. And I hope I pronounce that right. And again, when I speak to him here shortly, I'm hoping that he um, one of these days when I speak to him, I hope he says, uh, yeah, uh, that's how you pronounce it or no, Jim, you butchered it. So either way, at Coach Mongero. Coach, M-O-N-G-E-R-O. His stuff is awesome. I love it. In fact, I check his account. If I don't see anything, I know I probably missed it because you know how Twitter gets clogged. Uh, Great stuff. He uh, tweeted this out yesterday when I was thinking about the show based on the questions I got for you guys, and it says very simply, as the spring season approaches, be sure to be working on eliminating physical and mental weaknesses such as low game IQ, selfishness, body language, grades and behavior, uncoachable, excuses, laziness, mentally and physically weak. Now, (laughs) I love it because he didn't mention anything in there, the things that are probably a given that if you're a real player – that you're already doing. Uh, it tells me that his assumption from this tweet is, is that everybody's already, you're working. Yeah. You're hitting, you're taking ground balls. You're probably throwing, you know, you're probably lifting some weights, but what are you doing with the, the things that make you better, different, that, in, that separate you from the, the rest to become the player that you supposedly, and I say supposedly because everybody wants the end game, but does everybody really want to work on what it takes to get to the end game? Right. This is an example of that. So what I get from this is, is very simple. You have to take some time to learn about the game, the, the things within the game. Very simple, fundamental type stuff. Low game IQ, that's what that means. You know, things like ask your high school son, if, if say, should you ever, ask him these questions. Should you ever make the first out at third base or at home? Ever. Uh, you know, should, or, or it's, you know, or at second base, ask them those questions, all those things, all those things that we talk about when it comes to the fundamentals of baseball. Okay. When, you know, give them scenarios, say in this scenario, unless you're sure you can make it, should you try to stretch this into a double? Okay. Should you go first to third uh, with two outs? If, if, unless it's a sure thing, you know, do you try to stretch a, a, a do you try to score from second with nobody out you know, or whatever. I mean, I, you know, when do you, is there ever a time to blow by your third base coach? Ask them all the IQ stuff, you know, you know, just simple things. You know, when's a good time to, to, to do this? When's a good time? Ask them the simple baseball IQ things. Talk to them a little bit about things like, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, pickoffs and things like that. How to read pitchers, things like that. Baseball IQ. There's nothing better than watching a high school baseball game, in my opinion, than watching a kid take advantage of what's given to him because his baseball IQ is just better than everybody else's. Kids that take extra bases because they're paying attention and they know when the right time to push the envelope is. They know when it's time not to take a chance. Things like that that I love. Balls hit to their right. Balls hit to their left. Cutoff men. What's the situation? You know, What base do I throw to? Do I throw through my cutoff? And do I do the da-da-da-da-da? All those things can easily be a simple conversation between father and son, coach and son, trainer and son, that, again, they don't have to be drilled. A simple conversation goes a long way because we all know as parents, as coaches, as trainers, these situations will arise. Will your son be prepared or will he make a mistake and have to learn from it then? Make sense? So I think that one's interesting. Self, <clears throat> selfishness. They're going to be part of a team here. And while your agenda is important to you, I understand, you know, you're concerned about your playing time, you're concerned about your stats, you're concerned about your visibility and, and recruitment and things like that, if that's where you're at in this, if, you know, you're, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, okay? Folks, I'm here to tell you, it's very noticeable when somebody plays that way. It's very noticeable when somebody's attitude is that way. Number one, is that what you really want? Even, even though I understand it to some degree that you got to make sure that, you know, that you're doing, doing right by yourself. Those things tend to take care of themselves if they are deserved and if they're realistic. I'm sorry, but they do. Okay. If you're really a recruitable player, the situation will be there for you. I, you know, 
th- this kind of leans towards that discussion of sometimes, oh, well, he's not playing my kid because he don't like him or he's, or, you know, or, or, or I didn't pay for this or I didn't do that. I, you know, I'm just not a big believer in that folks. And I know some of you out there going, Jim, you're so naive. I, I, you know what? I, I I'm not. I've watched high school baseball in my town that's very competitive for years, and I've watched, listened to parents bellyache about these things, and I'm watching them with my own eyes, and I'm watching them with nothing involved in it, nothing to gain, nothing to lose. And I'm like, you're wrong. You, you, you are wrong. Your son is not as good as these other people. But I understand that you think he is. What are you supposed to say? My opinion isn't popular. My son, you know, my son was a depth pitcher on a team that finished second in the state tournament. He pitched 10 innings as a senior. Guess what? I love my son. On this particular team, he was not good enough to pitch more than 10 innings. Did that stop him from going to college and playing baseball? No, because he was, he was, he was a, he was an okay pitcher. He was a good pitcher. You know, he had to take advantage of his opportunities, of course, but there's always opportunities. What do you do with these opportunities? Okay, I don't see it. I, I have never seen it. I have never sat there and looked at something. Now, I might disagree on, you know, who I think is better at this and who I think is better at that, but I've never in my life ever looked at something and thought, this is an obvious situation where somebody knows somebody or somebody paid for this. No. Now, I'll say this. Does a kid make the team sometimes, the bottom couple kids that, but we're talking about the last couple kids kept? Yeah, sometimes a coach is going to keep a kid that's good for the program, that works hard, that shows up and does everything that's asked of him over a kid that might be a smidgen better that's probably, and this is unfortunate, probably may never play anyway and is just going to do nothing but cause problems because they're not playing. Their parents don't ever want to be involved in helping with the program. Uh, you know, the kid doesn't do the extra work. I mean, what would you do as a coach, right? So selfishness goes a long way. I'm telling you, play like a team. Be that guy. If you know, I tell my kid all the time: first guy out of the dugout, high fiving. If you were playing and you find yourself on the bench, don't be that guy that okay, I'm done. It's time I can sit back and not care. Nope. I promise you that while you were playing, there were kids up. They were they were they were cheering you on. They were do- all that stuff goes a long way, folks. Selfishness. Okay. If you get the bunt sign, don't make a face. You know. Uh, if they hit and run with you, don't don't look like oh man, or, or they give you the take sign, or or you know, or, or they get you up in the bullpen, and then something happens, and somebody else gets up, or you know, they told you good. This is all selfishness. All ways to be a better teammate, which I assure you, if you have any aspirations of playing at another level, whatever level you're at, it matters. So address it now. I mentioned uh, you know, don't make face body language. It's a game of failure, folks. Talk to your kids about the failure. Don't be afraid to fail. How you react to this failure and how you respond is what coach. I've had guys um, tell me, Justin Stone has done recruiting. He's done all these kinds of things. He tells me a great story one time about uh, when he was at Indiana State, he was recruiting a kid, and he went and saw him twice, and each time he saw him, the kid just dominated. Dominated. And, uh, you know, they had been talking to him and doing all this. And the parents and the coach were really surprised that they had not offered this kid yet. So they actually, you know, were like, man, we're, we're getting talked to by these other people. We, we really kind of want to go there, though. So they kind of finally asked him, like, hey, is there a reason why you haven't, all these other schools are offering, and you seem really interested, but you haven't offered. Like, what have we not done? And his answer really shocked him. He said, I'm going to keep coming, and I'm going to keep watching him until he fails and he struggles. Because I want to see how he handles it. I want to see how he reacts. I want to see what he does when he doesn't have it. I want to see if... If when his curveball's not working that day and his fastball's off, can he gut it out? And if he can't gut it out because that happens too, how does he handle it? And then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to come back the next time and see how he bounces back. Because I want a complete player. I want a guy that can handle the failure within this game because it is coming. Even for the kids that are special in high school and don't fail a lot, it's coming, I assure you. So make sure your body language is right. You know, Be a team guy. Hey, it's game supposed to be fun. Put a smile on your face. Be competitive when it's time to be competitive. Have fun when it's time to have fun. Be a good teammate. Show that that's who you can be through your body language. Make it a positive versus a negative. Grades and behavior. Make no mistake about this, folks. Grades matter. 
here, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to do you this service and, and be real honest with you. They matter to, to 90 something percent of the kids trying to play baseball. Is there a faction of kids out there that it doesn't matter? You bet your butt it does. That, that's right. There is. There are a choice few kids out there that it doesn't matter. Okay. There are some kids that if their grades were bad, would still get drafted. There are some kids that would still go to college if their grades aren't bad. Okay. Promise you that. Um, but for most of us, they matter a whole lot. They, they matter for where you're currently at. Most, you know, you got to be eligible. Do you really want to show a coach that you can't stay eligible in, high, in college? You better be awfully good. You better throw at 95. You better hit at 500 feet. Bat 500. Look like Carlos Correa. If you want, your, if, if you want them to give it the old, yeah, you know, we think he's going to mature with that. Guess who they don't say we think he's going to mature with that to? The kids that aren't that good. So if you're a good player and you want options, grades are important. I promise you they're important. Behavior. It beca- it's never become more important as it is today. Social media has, 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 re- has, has reared its ugly head to ruin dreams and aspirations for tons of kids everywhere. I mean... I tell you what, folks, there's a lot of lot of kids that got opportunities and got places, and the coach was like, holy cow, I had no idea this was the kind of kid we were getting. They're learning more and more about the kids now because they're seeing things kids do on social media. They're hearing more stories. Coaches and trainers are being held more accountable more than ever to be honest with these schools. Most of them always have been. Some programs tend to, tend to fit because they want their kids going to these big schools so they can put it on the front of their brochure each year. But guess what happens? And I say this all the time. Everybody thinks a coach or a trainer or somebody that's involved in a kid's life when, when, you know, when, you know, whoever, I don't care who it is. I'm thinking, you know, when, uh, when Oklahoma state calls or, or Louisville or, or LSU or Stanford or Oklahoma, wh- whoever it is, Arizona state, wh- whatever it is, Cal state Fullerton or down to your, your littlest schools. It doesn't matter who it is, but when they call, they think it's, a, it's the coach's job or the trainer's job, especially the trainer that you've paid all this money to the, the, the college program trainer. Oh, he's great. Does it? Yep. That's what you, that's what we think, but that's not how it goes. And it only stands to reason that that's not how it goes. If this is my livelihood and colleges keep calling me and asking me my opinion about players and they take my opinion seriously and then they find out it's not true, how long before they stop believing me? They might, they're going to give me an occasional miss because they're not dumb either. Kids change quickly at that age, but you Listen, it's what you do for a living. You can't miss that much. And some of the stuff has nothing to do with it. You can't tell a college, he, this kid works his ass off, and then the kid shows up and doesn't, and it's, he's far from it? Well, that's a blatant lie. Now, kids do silly things when they go places. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff, I don't think they hold people. But work ethic, baseball IQ, things like that, those are very easily measured. And they're easily measured quickly. So those are the things these guys are not going to lie about, folks. It starts right there. Grades and behavior. Uncoachable. Kind of falls in there. And it, you know what? Here's my favorite. We live in a world now where what? We have 10-year-old kids looking at their, their baseball coaches going, that's not what my hitting coach says. That's not what my pitching coach says. That's not what my mom and dad say. I've always said there's two kinds of uncoachable. And you'll forgive me for my language here. There's uncoachable like you're a little bastard and you're uncoachable. Okay? I don't want to hear what you got to say. And then there's uncoachable, like kids struggle with change. They struggle to uh, repeat change, bad habits, things like that. Two kinds. Both need to be addressed and worked on. The guy that struggles with change has got to work really hard. He's got to work hard to change. It's just a characteristic that you need to adapt. It's better to start at young than older, you know. The one that's uncoachable because he doesn't want to be coached, that's a problem. It needs to be changed, but it's a problem. I mean, if... if <laughs> If you're, if you're listening to this and you've ever told a coach that's not what this coach told me to do, you're in big trouble. Because I promise you, you're going to play for numerous coaches over your life. And you're going to hear one thing one day from one and one thing from another. And the life lesson there is that's how life is too. One boss might tell you to do it one way, one boss might tell you to do it another. You better figure out how to handle that because it's coming. Okay? Very simple. Okay? Be coachable. Excuses and laziness. Number one, let's, let's kind of use that together. There's absolutely zero excuse for laziness. Laziness is about attitude, effort, and want to. If you don't want to, then why are you here? 
I say I, I say that one of the weirdest things I've ever seen because it kind of made you think, oh, what, 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 whoa, 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 hang on. Uh, I mentioned on here that Benji Molina, who's a friend of mine, was in town and he addressed my son's high school baseball team last year, which, believe me, them kids attribute their run to Benji and, and his and his and his speech he gave them as they were starting their season and embarking on what turned out to be an unbelievable season for them. But, you know, he's a great motivator, a great speaker. And one of the things he said to him that at first you hear and you go, ooh, well, I don't know about that. But um, he looked at every one of those kids and said, if you don't want to be in the big leagues, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Now, on the surface, you kind of hear that and go, well, I mean, it'd be okay if some of these kids, if they just want to play and compete in high school and have no aspirations. But he's like, look, you have to think that way if you want to be the best. You have to think that you have to have a great attitude. And then he goes into the whole, you know, are you working extra? Are you just working enough? Are you doing all these things? Laziness. Don't walk, run. Don't lollygag, move. If the coach asks you to do five, do six. When it's time to do what's told, do it. If you think coaches don't pay attention, you're crazy, especially recruiters, right? And the excuses. Oh my God, the excuses. Just stop. Nobody wants to hear them. If, if, if something goes wrong and the coach stops showing your way into the dugout and starts, starts t- talking to you about it, there's no reason to try to explain to them what happened. Just listen and get better. No coach wants to hear it. They don't. They don't have time for it, number one. How many, ask yourself how many kids are on that bench. Do you think he's got time to have a full-blown conversation with you to hear your side of what happened? He don't. He does not. He doesn't. Okay. Look him in the eye, shake your head, and say, yes, sir. And go back out there and get better. Take what he told you, take what you know, and go get better. Excuses are, I mean, everybody's got excuses. Has everybody got the game to get better? Last thing, mentally and physically weak. Physically weak, again, hopefully you've worked on that in the offseason because it's hard to do that during the season. Although what I will tell you is the more we know now, the more we know that the days of I'm not going to have my kid work out during the season is absolutely a bad idea. We know now that they should absolutely be maintaining with some sort of program during the season, and they can do it. And is it hard? Oh, you know, he's got homework. He goes to school. He plays it. Yeah. Guess what? If that's too hard, I heard a guy say this one time. If you think high school, there's too much. If you think going to school, playing baseball in high school, the homework and the studying, along with keeping your body ready to go, if you think that's all too much, then you need to seriously debate whether or not you intend to try to play this at another level because it only intensifies when you get to college. Try double. I talked to the coaches from Missouri State, and they told me a, a kid that I know went there that was an unbelievable kid that was a tremendous fielder that nobody worked harder than told me flat out he had no idea what work was till he got here. Not in a bad way. Like, they weren't ripping on him. They're just like, we understand that you said this kid's a worker and does all this kind of stuff. Know this. He had no idea what work was till he got here. Eat, sleep, drink, breathe. Athletics and academics. It's that simple. And it all goes into it. So you shouldn't be physically weak because you should have been taking care of that. But you need to maintain. The mental is the last thing we're going to discuss today. And that is always, oh, my God. uh, Think about that word mental. Oh. The attitude that goes along with this game is so hard, so hard to to deal with, whether you're a player, a coach, anything. Because, you know, let's start with you're the player. Well, who the heck wants to fail, right? We we think, especially at a young age, we think we should get a hit every time. We think we should make every play. We think we should never walk a kid. You know, kids think that. Where do they get that from? They don't just, I always, people say, well, they get it from their parents. It's not just that. Kids don't want to fail. Who wants to fail? Now, you have some kids that care more than others, and that's just a maturity thing, or sometimes it's just who you are and, and it never changes. But the reality of it is mentally, okay, the game is taxing, man. Steve Springer, who had a chance to hang out with a little bit ABCA, will tell you, man, this, grade is de- th- this sport is degrading. This sport will kill your self-esteem. It will let you know real quick how good you are or are not. It will let you know real quick, okay, who's in charge. It will let you know real quick, humility. I, it, it, the minute you get high in this game, it will bring you back down to reality faster than you can imagine. 
That's why you have to understand it. You have to do these things and you have to look at them from that perspective. You really do. The mental side of this, you can talk to so many people that will tell you it's in every sport. When you have the top players playing in the biggest league, the players right underneath them all have the talent of those guys. Typically, it's the mental side that they can't match. You know, golf, they talk about the mental side, being able to get up and down, putt, the, the nerves that it takes to do that, hit the fairway under pressure, things like that. All these other guys have these shots. They can't do it as well. They can do it, but they can't do it under pressure like these other guys can on a more consistent basis. And ultimately, that's where it comes from, and that's where it goes. So you kind of look at that, and you think, okay, well, how do I do that? It's, it's simple conversations, simple discussions, simple things of – you know, as a parent, how can you help? Instead of railroading your kid when he gets in, his, in the car, talk about it and talk about all the things that go along with it. Try to figure it out. You know, make sure they understand it's okay. See, we somewhere got away from saying it's okay, right? Like, it's not okay. You know, it's not okay. We have, you know, and, and listen, I'm competitive, right? I, I, I got it. Some things you're right are not okay. But for somebody to go out there and give it everything they have and fail is okay. <laughs> it, 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 it has to be. You don't have a choice. It has to be okay. Because it's going to happen again and again and again. What's not okay is not giving effort. What's not okay is doing something half-assed. What's not okay is not caring. Th- those things, I believe, are not okay. But giving everything you have and failing is okay. It has to be. <laughs> okay? Make sense? So these are some things that I saw that I thought, I wonder if people think about these things in, in January. Like, man, do I plan on showing up for high school tryouts and then coach helping me be a better, better base runner? Or do I show up in tryouts and hope that my grades are okay? Or, or, you know what, I worked with this guy all winter. Is the first time I hit with my high school baseball coach, am I going to tell him, well, no, the, I know you want me to do that. I mean, you can't do I mean, these are all things you have to be prepared for. So Coach Mongero. As the spring season approaches, be sure to be working on eliminating physical and mental weaknesses such as low game IQ, selfishness, body language, grades and behavior, uncoachable, excuses and laziness, mentally and physically weak. So very simply, guys, I think it's great. I think he's a great follow on Twitter. Check him out. Uh, again, just some things I was thinking about because, man, it feels like, like it's cold out, there's snow on the ground, but, man, I know it's right around the corner. And, these, and those things that I just mentioned in the show today are the last things that you want sneaking up on you February 27th or 26th or 25th, whatever the day is when high school baseball starts officially for you, or college for that matter. And again, these are things that we should be instill, instilling in our young kids as we try to help them be prepared for these things. There's no reason not to discuss these things at whatever level you're at the way it should be discussed based on the level that you're at. So there are all great things that can be attributed to every level of baseball. I assure you they're being attributed at the major league level. I promise you that. These, are, these things never change. Never change. Anyway, just some thoughts. Excited about our uh, finishing segments today as, again, as we get rolling here into 2018, it's time to hear now from my good friend and yours, Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Of course, uh, he, he comes to you every week and talks a little bit about the Rope Trainer. You want to check that out, theropetrainer.com. Uh, as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers, so check it out today. Theropetrainer.com. Here's my man, Kurt McNabb. Take it away, bud. Hello, Jim, and happy 2018, Dirtbags. It was a great break, but it's awesome to be back with you all again here on the Rope Report. First off, before I get into this week's report, I want to remind everyone about our contest here on Youth Baseball Talk and the Rope Report. Contest rules can be found right here, so please check out the details and get entered for your chance to win one of three prize packages of a rope trainer, an autographed ball by John Smoltz, and to be a guest with Jim and Benji Molina here on Youth Baseball Talk. Jim will be drawing the winners on January 26th. So hurry up and enter as time is running out. Good luck, everyone. Now, as you all know, I was talking about getting all players, coaches, and parents to understand the importance of having the right mindset for this game of baseball before the holidays. Getting your mind right will allow you the ability to remember why we ultimately play this game. Coach the game, played the game, or want our kids to play this game. Baseball is fun, tough, rewarding, 
frustrating, and a whole whack of other emotions in every game or practice. And it's important to always take a second and just remind yourself why you love it so much and want to be involved. That's my starting point, and that's my request of all of you for this week. Take some time to think about why you truly want to be a part of this game in any way, shape, or form. I highly recommend writing it down as a cheat sheet to have for when you're not feeling so good about baseball. It will help you remind you. And I'm constantly reminding players, parents, and coaches, baseball is a journey, not a sprint. I can't stress it enough. Baseball is a journey and not a sprint. Unfortunately, we live in a world of instant gratitude, and this is destroying sports in general because if we don't get the results we want immediately, then we instantly blame someone else. We're not learning to hold ourselves accountable. We're not learning that it's ourselves who ultimately are responsible for everything we do every single day. We all know right and wrong, but if we aren't allowed to learn how to win or succeed or lose or fail on our own, then we will never learn how to have full trust in ourselves to figure it out why we won or lost, or succeeded or failed. This has a huge impact on a person's mindset, especially players because they are going through so many stages of life issues every single day. Don't forget the youth players are not only playing for themselves, but also for us as parents. That's why you'll see them look up into that crowd from mom and dad, grandma or grandpa. They need that feeling of trust that they come to us with anything or that they can come to us with anything at any time, and that we will fully support them and help guide them through it. Let them know it might not always be easy, but we'll get through it together. I'm going to give you an example of the evolution of the rope trainer. Earl knew that he needed to come up with a throwing training aid that could help decrease the amount of arm injuries. It took him 12 tries or prototypes before he finally had what we can now call the rope trainer. He had the passion and desire to make something great but didn't always have the complete knowledge of what it should look like. So he brought in his brother one time, who came up with one of the final pieces. He's had numerous players try different rope trainers to give feedback, and he's always went out and got official data collected by a trusted and reliable company that compared the rope against the other training aids and found out that it actually is better overall and ultimately lowers the stress on your arm. If we can work together on this, we can make some great ball players, coaches, and parents, as well as some great human beings. It starts with one, and then it grows from there. So if you want to dive deeper into our Mindset Builder program, please contact me directly at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. That's info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com, and we will move forward with full trust and confidentiality. Now, for all of you who don't have a rope trainer yet, Please get one, as it's the best throwing buddy in the game, because you can use it anytime or anywhere, all by yourself. And it gives you that instant feedback on whether you're using it right or not. It helps build mechanics, build strength, build power, and you can get yours by going to www.perfectpitchandthrow.com. Be sure to enter that dirt bag number five, dirt bag in the number five, at checkout to let them know you heard about it from the rope report. I'm Kirk McNabb of Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and I can't thank all of you dirtbags enough for following us on Facebook and Instagram at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. That's at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. We also love having all the new dirtbags join our nation every day. And all we ask is that if you want to be a dirtbag like us, then get up, get after it, and get dirty. Great stuff as always, Kirk. Appreciate you. And again, I had a great time meeting you at ABCA. Your energy, I mean, you are exactly as advertised, man. You are you're you, you love the game of baseball. You love to teach it. I love what you do here each and every week. Earl Perrin and you, you guys need to lay off the coffee. I jokingly say that all the time. I love you guys both. Um, but again, the ropetrainer.com. Uh, John Smoltz says everyone should have one from big leaders to little leaguers. Check it out today, the ropetrainer.com. All right. Let's hear from the man himself, Justin Stone. It's time for that EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Uh, again, just had a tremendous time hanging out with these guys. I learn so much every time I'm around them. ABCA was no different. Let's hear what he's got for us this week. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. And this week's tip is how to work smart. I, too, as a young player, was one of those guys with a really, really good work ethic that, for me, when it was cold, I wanted to make sure I was spending more time outworking my competition. And I would spend an hour at a time just hitting balls off a tee. 
And when I think back, I wasn't really working with a purpose. In fact, it's probably making my swing worse. So everything that we're doing in a teaching learning environment, a drill environment, is designed to be functional in a game. And where is that test made? That test is made off live batting practice, off firmer batting practice, off seeing live pitching at the beginning of, a, of our drill progressions when we're indoors for those of us in cold weather states. But this is happening before the season starts. It's the test of the things that we are building into our swing during the off season. Are they working in a functional setting? Well, here's where I'm going with this. Oftentimes, when we're doing drills just to do drills, I find it makes players worse. Now, am I against drill work? And I can kind of throw you for a loop because drills are supposed to make us better, right? I don't like to use the word drills necessarily. I know that's standard in our industry. I like it more movement patterns or body patterns. That's what I'm trying to teach within a drill. So I only do drills for players that they need, that fits their body pattern or what I'm trying to get their body to do. I had a professional team that I've been doing some consulting with ask me that the other day. What, what are some of your favorite drills? And I kind of threw them for a loop and said, I don't like drills. I like movement patterns. And there's a difference for that. What we're trying to get players to do is be functional within their own bodies and within their own swings. So here's an example of that. I had a player last night that came to me for the first time in a couple years, big high school athletic kid. And he came into me and had a huge issue, like a lot of hitters do, of internally rotating their torso too much. And the first thing I said, and I said, because there's a lot of hitters will bring this in, you hit off the tee a lot, don't you? And these players that have at-home devices, they're hitting in their basement, they're hitting in their garage, usually they have something they're hitting in front, front of, like a net or some sort of tarp right in front of them, three feet away from the tee to catch the ball. So what ends up happening is we get a little bit of a different depth perception than what we would have when we're in a game. I don't have that object well out in front of me, which is the pitcher, that I can focus my eyes on, set my shoulder in place to be square. So I just start looking at the tee. You do that a hundred times of internally rotating your torso because your eyes are fixed on the ball that's right in front of you, and now we've created a negative body pattern in a drill that was supposed to make us better. I just went out there and worked hard for an hour. I do that five days a week. I want to get more swings in my competition. And now I've got to spend two months as your hitting instructor pulling you out of that because you were trying to do something positive by working hard that actually made you worse. Drills are made to exaggerate flaws, to give the body a feeling, which is why not one drill is going to work for every player. The drills are designed to create a feeling for that player, and that feeling is going to be different from player to player. So to just to give you a set of drills to say this is going to make you better, isn't the right thing. It has to fit your body, fit that pattern, and thus make you feel something that you were doing negatively before. So that's why it's so important that, that you, know, you get somebody that you trust that can help you guide through that process. And even when a player is going well, I'm asking them consistently, what do you feel here? Because it's just important when the swing is correct or the body pattern is correct to understand what you're feeling in a positive sense. So as we go in and do our work, let's work smart. Test it off a moving ball at a faster speed to see is what we're doing in our drill work, in our body patterns, actually showing up to be functional off of a game swing. Guys, nobody is going to give you a ticket to the next level because you're really good at hitting off the tee. They're going to evaluate you on what you do in game performance. So you better set yourself up to have success in game performance and base everything that you're doing in drill work to set you up for said success, meaning it has to be functional for a moving ball drill, and we better spend our time checking it, testing it, and being comfortable with it. And then you'll know exactly what body patterns you need to improve and find a drill repertoire that gives you that feeling that will work for you. If you need to see some of these body movement patterns, come check us out on EliteBaseball.tv, and I can prescribe the exact ones you need with your one-on-one -on -one digital access to me. You can see them both at EliteBaseball.tv today. See you next time. This is Justin Stone, and we'll see you on the field. Awesome.
Can't tell you how much I appreciate you continuing to be a part of Youth Baseball Talk. And, of course, uh, as we uh, embark on another year in 2018, having guys like, of course, Kurt McNabb with Dirtback Baseball Nation and now Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv. Having you guys a part of the show means everything to me, and I know our listeners love your segments as well. Thank you, guys. That is, again, is EliteBaseball.tv. Check it out today. You will not be disappointed. All right, happy to uh, have my first segment with our newest partner. And, again, you guys heard from Dirk Dombrowski last week. Uh, he's got a passion for the game. He's doing so many great things. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's part of Precision Impact, which is a tremendous uh, a website where these guys, state-of-the-art baseball equipment, their mission to provide the best tools for you to excel, whether you're a coach, parent, or athlete. Check it out, www.precisionimpact.ca. Check it out today. They're offering a 10% off your first purchase when you get on the website there. And again, you'll recognize some of these tools that they have. The videos by Dirk are phenomenal. And from now on, you're going to be able to hear him each and every week here on Youth Baseball Talk. Take it away, Dirk. Hey, everybody. This is Dirk with Precision Impact. And I'm here to talk about something that I think about quite a bit. And that's the differences of past, past training versus some of the things that are happening today. It's really important to re realize some of the things that we're trying to get away from and some of the direction we're trying to head towards when you're picking a coach, whether it's a team or an organization, these are some of the things that you should be watching for to un better understand what it is you're getting into and whether it's going to be contributing towards a really successful career. To start things off, it's the generic coaching that's just happening all too much. They're using cues like get tall and fall, thumb to thigh, ball to sky, cues that just aren't catered towards what it is you properly need. Static warming up. And that is just something that I see all too often when I watch baseball games or facilities or training are young athletes standing there stretching in a circle, stretching their tendons and ligaments out far beyond what they need them to be and hindering their performance for that day and in games. Long toss with the emphasis of throwing the ball on a line as far as you can. And running poles. I see this all the time before the game, after the game, pitchers running poles. It's just not necessarily the most effective way of getting pitchers to perform better. Things that are happening now these days that are great and some things that should happen a little bit more often are custom programming. Developing a program for a team or maybe an individual that's generally specific to each individual athlete and their position and which direction they want to head in their career dynamic warm-ups instead of static warm-ups. Now dynamic warm-ups can, could, can consist of uh, vertical skips uh, or some maybe some light plyo throws um, or resistance bands or using long toss which is the next thing we're going to talk about pairing in with it. If you understand how to use long toss really well you can pair that in with your dynamic warm-up and actually use it to get extended properly to get stretched out to the necess necessary length and the necessary looseness rather than standing still and stretching for extended periods of time. Recovery, something that is very little understood by a lot of coaches but is extremely important. It's important to understand how your body recovers, how to put it into a state that's going to allow you to pitch at your most effective levels the following day or for your entire season. Having a really good recovery program instituted into your practices and to your games are going to allow you to play at your optimal level through the entire course of the season and get a great result. Technology. There is just so much technology these days revolving around baseball and it's at your fingertips. Literally whether it's through slow motion videos or whether it's through video analysis or whether it's through just having technology and answers and information at your fingertips is very important. Which ties really well into weighted equipment which is something that's happening a lot these days but de debated by very 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 many people. Having information and technology at your fingertips is just so valuable to be able to look into it, ask questions to facilities that are using weighted programs, ask questions to programs that aren't, ask athletes that use them, asking questions and finding out information about weighted equipment is going to give you the best opportunity to see whether it works for you at this time and this stage in your career and whether it's going to help you get to the next level or it's something that you need in order to break through some barriers. Gathering as much information as you can is going to give you a really informed decision because nobody's going to take care of your business better than you, especially for your career. So if you're informed and ask the right questions and find out about weighted equipment and all the other topics here, you're going to have the best chance of having a very successful career. Thanks everyone for watching our very first video. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss in the future, please leave us a comment down below. If you like this type of content and want to hear more baseball coaching and training information, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our Instagram, and like our Facebook page. We'll be updating them at least once a week.
Also, if you're looking for professional quality baseball training equipment, check out our website at precisionimpact.ca. We sell a variety of training tools like plow balls, weighted baseballs, resistance bands, and much, much more. Thanks again for watching, and we'll catch you next time. Man, great stuff as always. Um, you can never talk about being a, uh, the, what type of teammate you want to be, what type of teammate you can never talk about that too much at any level. And if we start talking about that stuff at a younger level, it's a little bit easier. So, guys, great stuff. I could listen to Dirk talk all day, man. He's another one that needs to lay off the coffee. These guys, it, that what comes – Justin Stone, you know, Kurt McNabb, Dirk Dombrowski, you know, Earl – what is the one thing you re, that, that you realize about these guys, man? Passion. They love what they do, okay? Find somebody that you can trust that loves what they do, and I promise you, you'll get something out of it. Love all these guys. Appreciate them. Uh, cannot wait to uh, to see what they have, all of them in store for us in 2018. Make sure you check them out. Um, for the show today, I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, I, uh, I, I appreciate Coach Mongero. I hope he uh, is okay with me breaking down one of his tweets. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll find out here soon enough. But I just thought it was important, and I thought it was is always important to, to talk about those sort of things. Again, special thanks to theropetrainer.com for everything they do for me and everything they do for the show. Uh, and everything they're doing for kids all across the country is they're really trying to help with this arm epidemic. Same thing with my friends at Precision Impact. Check them out. Again, precisionimpact.ca, state-of-the-art baseball equipment, their mission to provide the best tools for you to excel, whether you are a coach, parent, or player. Check them out. And again, I think you're going to enjoy Dirk and what he brings to the show each and every week. I'm really excited about it. Uh, my good friend Justin Stone and Travis Kerber, of course, with EliteBaseball.tv. You won't find a more useful tool out there than EliteBaseball.tv. Uh, all my uh, comrades at uh, lineupmedia.fm, I can't thank them enough for everything they do for the show. Um, wouldn't be here without them for sure. If you're a podcaster, and I know you are, check it out today. You'll find another podcast worth your time. Uh, producer Brian Crock and Andrew Allen can't, couldn't do this show without both of them and everything they do to help me put it together. Thank you so much, guys. Again, youthbaseballtalk.com is where you'll find us. Subscribe to the show through there. It's real easy to do. It's absolutely free. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Hit us up on Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk. Like our Facebook page. Invite all your friends involved in this great game of baseball to like our page. And, of course, on Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk. I am your host, Jim Cromer. I look forward to seeing you guys on the field. And, of course, send me any comments, questions, concerns, Jim at YouthBaseballTalk.com. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at YouthBaseballTalk.com, Facebook.com slash YouthBaseballTalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. <laughs>